0: A vehicle to the past doesn't need roads or even 1.21 gigawatts. It's the Retro
1: Network Time Machine with Jason and Mickey! What do you remember, I guess, as your like first interaction or how you first got on the internet?
0: Well... Growing up, my brother had the classic Commodore 64, which I never got to touch. (laughs) And then I got to middle school, and we had a computer technology class where we would play computer games. And then when I got to high school, I had uh, a computer class that was okay. But then when I got to college, which would have been 96... Uh, I was introduced I had heard of the internet I knew what the internet was but I had never experienced it and I met this guy who turned me on to the internet and it wasn't long uh, days or weeks that I was skipping class to go to the learning lab and just play on the internet Mm -hmm. and it wasn't very long after that until I was in the office of our local internet service provider signing Mm -hmm. up and hooking up and it wasn't very long after that, I upgraded from a 28-8 modem to a 56K modem. <laughs> <laughs> and all these years later, it's hard to say something like the internet is a hobby. But I have spent more time with the internet since 96 than anything else. Yeah. And not just for, you know, running the online store. I'm not even counting the time that I actually use it for something productive. I'm talking about unproductive time. I've spent more time on yeah. the internet than anything since '96. Yeah, and what? Me. <laughs> what got me started was you know being a big wrestling fan. I was in the midst of the Monday Night Wars, and he showed me a wrestling site that had rumors of what was going to happen. I was like, "Are you kidding uh-huh. me? How do they know this stuff?" <laughs> and a lot of them were absurd, and a lot of them came true, and a lot of them didn't. And you getting daily news of what was going on behind the scenes, and I was just hooked. Uh-huh. And then from there, you just branch off, and you're finding all kinds of other stuff, you know. And you you go to like WCW's official website, and it takes ten minutes to load, and <laughs> it's nothing really there.
1: <laughs>
0: you're wait- then, waiting to get
1: that promo for next week's show, you know, to come through. Whatever oh yeah. Does.
0: But the big moment was discovering places like angel fire and tripod mm-hmm. and it hit you like a brick you're like wait a minute i can do something that shows up on the internet for somebody else <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh my goodness yeah that was a very tiny seed of the retro network right there <laughs> yeah there you go tripod and angel fire wow
1: yeah i had kind of the same experience uh I remember having a a computer class, maybe around sixth grade. We had the old, I don't know what they were. It might've been a Commodore, but the, you know, the black screen with the green print. And I remember watching like episodes of Mr. Wizard and he had a computer on there and they were doing crazy stuff Mm -hmm. and making little programs and games and stuff. And then, Yeah, I remember high school we had like typing classes and we would play these uh this Snoopy game that like little letters would drop and you'd have to type, try not to you know, look down and the teacher would be hovering over you, don't look down at the keyboard and (laughs) you're trying to you know play those little games. There was a game called uh Agent USA that we were just addicted to and it was it was stupid really. It was this like this uh it was called the fuzz bomb, I think, and it'd be planted in a city in the United States, and it would infect like all the people, and you didn't want to touch the thing, but you had to like get these crystals and travel and find the fuzz bomb and touch it and blow it up, you know stop from this like virus from spreading across the United States. But it was... I guess it was educational. They let us play it, and you're traveling from city <laughs> to city and, you know, making a little... Trying to get tickets to get on the train, and sometimes you could time it right and hop on the train without a ticket, and it would take you to the next <laughs> town. Uh, I remember playing that game and some of those other, like, uh, Oregon Trail, and oh, there was yes. one for... Uh, there was one for Treasure Island, too, I remember playing, and that was, like, that text-based adventure game. Um that was probably a little bit earlier than high school years in the 90s, you know, around the time that I was first getting into computers. And then, yes, in college, it was the same thing. Uh, 1996, I started college and we had a computer lab. And that was my first exposure to getting online. And uh, Yahoo was the one I gravitated towards. And my roommate introduced me to fantasy sports. Oh, that's what got me hooked. We did our first like fantasy basketball team, I think in 1997 or 98, somewhere around in there. And I played, I finally, I don't know how I did it. I finally got out of fantasy sports like two or three years ago, but up until that point I was playing probably for like 15 (laughs) years and it just, it changed the way you view sports. I mean, totally changed it. And it got to the point where I finally realized, I'm like, this is just ruining my whole experience <laughs> based on <laughs> fantasy sports. I can't enjoy watching my favorite teams. Uh, even it, it made baseball a lot more fun to watch, you know, or at least follow because it's kind of a slow sport. But I don't know. I, uh, I did basketball, football, and baseball for at least a decade straight and it took all of my free time of you know who's going to be in the lineup this week and who do Mm -hmm. i need to move out and trades and all that stuff man and i know it's still big a lot of people do that uh still to this day but oh yeah i got in early and it was new and fun and man that's really what connected me to the internet to start was fantasy sports
0: well i guess looking back um some of the bigger things that I used the internet for in the early days was fantasy football. And, uh, of course, email was just a, a mind blower. Not that I yeah. had anybody to email, but you could sign up for all the free newsletters and things. So, mm-hmm. and I, I started off with a hotmail account and, and like I said, the wrestling news and everything else that I used the internet for, it was pretty non-existent. Well, I take it back, uh, in the, fledgling days of map quest using those directions and printing them off. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's like you're going somewhere. Did you print (laughs) off the map quest? Yeah. You know, that was a big thing. And then eBay come along and I was an early adopter of eBay, not back to when it was just Pez dispensers and beanie babies. I wasn't that far back, but I was back in the days when, and people, younger people listening are not going to remember this. Back when the currency was money orders on eBay, when you would buy no an personal
1: item, checks, money orders <laughs>
0: exactly this was before PayPal. This was, oh before, and gosh. of course, even if PayPal had existed then, people wouldn't have used it because people were still scared to death of putting yeah. information on the internet. And part of what happened to my classic toy collection was eBay. The early days of eBay. All my big LJN, WWF superstar figures from the 80s, they were all sold on eBay in the late 90s. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Gosh. (laughs) But, you know, I missed out because we had local service provider. I never had AOL, Prodigy, CompuServe, uh, Web TV. Web TV was a big deal when that came out, too. Made the internet accessible to everybody, whether you had a computer or not. But whether you had AOL or not, you could not escape seeing those AOL CD-ROMs everywhere. Everywhere, Yes. 100 free hours of AOL. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I do remember that. I didn't get my first home computer until, I think it was probably 2000 or 2001. It was like right after we got married, we went to a Gateway store. We bought a gateway computer for like $800 or whatever it was. The, uh, the old desktop uh, mm-hmm. had, I probably still have like the accessories that came with that computer. Uh, Jim Gaffigan does this line where he's like, I just have, I don't have like disk drives. I have old computers. That's like my Disney trip computer, and that's my uh, baby <laughs> picture computer. And, you know, you got all these remnants from those early computers that you bought. And I remember that one coming with, uh, like, two speakers and a a bass speaker and a microphone. So you could, like, you know, get online Mm -hmm. and and chat with people. And, uh, oh, that thing was a beast. Oh,
0: yeah. And I forget chat
1: rooms from back in the Wild West days. (laughs) Well, I'll get to that, too, because that was big for me, but... I remember that computer coming with, uh, this little kit that was, uh, for burning CDs and you could, you could, you know, burn a CD and then it had this little gadget. You'd put your CD on there and create a label for it. So you could print Mm -hmm. off a label and you just had this little thing to press it down onto the CD. So you could like make your own little mix CDs. I thought that was like the coolest thing ever.
0: Yeah, Um, that was for back in the day. So
1: you know, yeah, I had just like a slew of mix CDs that I could throw in the car and have their own little cool labels that I created, and that was great. But yeah, going back to the chat rooms, uh, my buddy Wyatt, who was on the hotline last week, he was in Korea during a couple years there in the '90s, being in the Air Force, and we would get in the Yahoo chat room, the instant messenger, and uh, <laughs> we would play pool we would play battleship uh I'm trying to think what else these little games that were actually in the messenger
0: mm-hmm. and we just
1: sit and chat and play games you know and that i remember being in that computer lab at college
0: doing <laughs> yeah, that Yeah i forgot about the chat room part how did i forget that that was what really took up my time on the internet like when i was skipping class was well it was twofold it was first going to all the message boards that I was on
1: mm-hmm.
0: and reading and responding to the messages. You know, I was like in a Notre Dame football board in a wrestling board in San Francisco 49er board. I had is in all these message boards. And then you'd wrap that up and you'd go hit the chat rooms like Yahoo chat. And mm-hmm. yeah, oh my goodness. I would, and I would have days off work where I was one of those people, what we used to call those people. <laughs> who would stay home all day and night and just stay in chat rooms on the internet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, of course I'm talking like 97, 98 ish. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But I don't, I don't look back on that with any disgrace either. I love those days. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was a
0: great time.
1: Oh, it was great. I mean, it was like exploring this whole other universe or dimension or something, you know, you could, actually talk with, you know, people you didn't know and all over the country and world. And y'all mm-hmm. have the same, like, uh, you know, things in common or whatever uh, message board you're on, you know, you're, you're talking about that subject and yeah, man, it was, it was really great. And then it just kind of blew my mind. And I remember going through, uh, I was in the communications department my major being radio broadcasting and my professor like discovering my Yahoo where you could set up all of those little places on there to have like news stories fed right to you. It was like the earliest RSS feeds. You know, you could build your own like little mini page just for you. And I could have all of my fantasy sports scoreboards and everything built into that and weather and, it was like mind blowing to him. We wasted a whole class one day just going through what you could do with My Yahoo.
0: <laughs> oh, I but, love My Yahoo, and My Yahoo is still available. I yeah. still have a My Yahoo that I not so much for the RSS feeds, but well, basic stuff that I wouldn't put in a normal RSS feed. Like I said, the weather, this day in history, stuff like that. Just right. more of a fun page I go check out every now and then.
1: I still have my original Yahoo email. And I use it as kind of like my throwaway email now when anything wants an email (laughs) address. I just pop in that same Yahoo account that I've had since 96. (laughs) Holy
0: cow. But, you know, back, uh, we saw about AOL a minute ago. It was, for people who don't know, that and CompuServe Prodigy, all those were their own kind of self-contained internets, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Like, AOL had their own pages for everything, And they had their own chat rooms, their own games, their own news section, their own sports section. And a lot of people, I'm going to say an older generation, people who would have been like my dad back then who may have got on the Internet, that was pretty much their boundaries. They'd have AOL, they'd do all the stuff on there, and they'd turn the computer off and -hmm. never really went out exploring. But the AOL Instant Messenger, that's what it was called, wasn't it? Yep. Buddy chat and all that stuff. Yeah we got into that a little bit, which was an early form of text messaging, but you just had to be in front of your computer all the time. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And I remember it used to amaze me. I used to drool over AOL a little bit because people made it sound so cool. Like you'd be watching Monday night raw and they're like, Sonny is now the most downloaded celebrity on AOL. And (laughs) I'm like, what does that even mean? (laughs) (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, Oh, yeah. And and don't get me into uh, Napster, too, because, you know, how much music did I pull down from Napster back in the day? Well, I'm going to guess not
0: as much as you thought, because it took like 14 hours to download a song back then.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. God forbid it was the extended edition remix, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You could fit like, what, nine on a CD
0: or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I tell these kids at work now, they they talk about the internet. I'm like, you just you don't know. The internet is so corporate and so, whether we want to admit it or not, it's so regulated. And social media dominates the internet. Back in the day, you used to have bookmarks, and you would just come across these random sites created by people like you and you'd bookmark mm-hmm. them and you'd sit down on a day and go through each bookmark to see if they had put anything else on their site and yeah uh, you used to have to have you used to take effort to put something on the internet now you just log on to facebook and you put hey i so put this yeah. morning and and there you've put something on the internet and
1: <laughs> so much back granted and then, nowadays
0: yeah, yeah, back then, you had to put effort into putting something on the Internet for people to see. And I miss those days.
1: Yeah, I mean, you think about, like, Yahoo GeoCities and all these, like, you could make your own website. and Yeah, uh, oh my goodness. And I could just scroll through those for hours, reading pages, you know, about anything. Uh, just the fact that somebody created this, and you're like, oh my gosh, there's a fan page for mask or there's a fan page for something that you didn't you know totally forgot about
0: and then you had to join then you had to join the mask web ring and then you had to join the cartoon web ring and the 80s web ring and you had all these web ring blocks at the bottom of your site to help Uh bring traffic to it and you'd be clicking on them going to other sites yeah we need to start a retro we need to start a retro web ring <laughs> I I need to put something over on the side of the page, a web ring thing or something from the <laughs> network. <laughs>
1: I guess it's like similar to like Reddit, you know, and all the different little subreddits and
0: I, I still don't yeah. understand that, but um well I yeah. look at Reddit as like the modern message board system. You know, it's the same yeah, thing, it looks basically. the same and it's just it's missing that old charm that all that stuff used to have
1: right yeah i remember in an 80s website i remember the first time going to that i can't remember which it's no longer in existence now obviously but it had all these fun little games where you could actually you know guess the song and uh all this other trivia and and stuff and i was like in enthralled in this website Mm -hmm. this was probably back in uh 98 or so and I, all I wanted to do was go over to my friend's house, who was a married student. I was like, "Come on, man! I want to go play the '80s game, or whatever."
0: <laughs> so, still
1: back then, I was like trying to get all of my '80s culture
0: that I could. Well, now I've always been one who has went around, and something would come up in conversation. I'll be like, "Yeah, do you remember that time on such and such?" And they're like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> so, the retro-minded and nostalgia-mindedness, I was kind of alone in. And then I just Once upon a time, stumbled across XEntertainment.com. I'm sure you know what XEntertainment is, right? I do, yes. For people who don't know, that was Matt from Dinosaur Dracula's first website. And I come across a a page, you know, you didn't do a post then. You you had to make a whole page and link them all together for a website on um, uh, Oatmeal Swirlers. And I was like, (sighs) I can't believe... That somebody remembers this like I do, that somebody misses this like I do, and that somebody has made a whole web page about it. (laughs) And so (laughs) I I found a kindred spirit at that point all those years ago. And it wasn't long after that I thought, maybe there's more people who put stuff online like this. Yeah, And that's when I discovered RetroJunk.com. I don't know if you ever frequented RetroJunk.com back in its glory days, I, I 10, 15 not. years ago. It was, Do you even know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, well, I've seen... I've, I've been there a couple times, but the, the main thing I see is the YouTube videos that are still branded with RetroJunk.com in the lower yeah. corner.
0: <laughs> well, back in the heyday, it was the original version of what we're doing with the Retro Network. And there were probably... 75 to 100 writers and in its heyday every day there were 10 to 15 20 new stories put up wow and you would just spend hours like every day or every night after work that was my destination go to retro Drunk, let's all the new stuff from today
1: <laughs>
0: and then you could go in their forums and there were thousands of people in their forums you could put a post up and come back the next day and check you'd have 300 replies Wow, uh, and I'm like, I'm home. This is this <laughs> is what the internet was built for, as far as I'm concerned. The minutiae of nostalgia, and uh, of course, like all good things, it it died off. People, the the blogging world come on the scene, and everybody kind of left retro junk, went their own way, creating all these blogs. And now we've kind of come full circle. Mm-hmm. We've all done that, and here we all are coming back together for the Retro Network and yeah other places but retro with the with the fact that you had ebay to buy old toys and stuff with and amazon in its early days buying old 80s movies and of course when i started buying off amazon it was still buying vhs's
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> first thing i ever bought off amazon walking tall three-pack vhs set <laughs> i can still i can still remember i bought it as a birthday <laughs> present for my dad because he was a big <laughs> fan of those movies But that was my first Amazon purchase. And that was right after they started selling movies. That was right after they Mm -hmm. were solely not a book website. Uh, Yeah, but the retro world on the Internet, that's what really everything else introduced me to it. I found the whole retro world and that just and that's where we're still at today. It's where I'm still at today. and I know you are, too.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's fun to see how it's evolved over the years and the different. Uh, ways now that we go and consume that same content we want and you know some people stop at just twitter social media to do it now and they don't get into that's why a lot of the bloggers seem to be giving up or just not blogging anymore and like you were saying with the message board thing i never really got i wasn't too much into the message boards but I know that was huge. And obviously with Reddit, it kind of like a one big message board site, it's still a popular thing, but that was a, yeah, I mean, that was part of it too. And now coming full circle around and trying to develop something new based on (laughs) several different areas that the internet provides now, social media, websites, blogs, and all that. Mm -hmm. It's, It's, it's neat to watch the evolution of what it was like back in the day and as limited as it was, even though the world was open. (laughs) Right. And now it, with it wide open, there's almost, we've got to be everywhere Mm -hmm. to, to, and then try to channel that somehow. I don't
0: know. Well, and if people want to go back in time, I want to give a special shout out to Tony retrodays.org, retro dash D a Z.org. It's not only a trip back in time with the retro content, the website itself is a trip back in time because it's, it's sports. This is on purpose too. It sports like a late nineties, early two thousands website experience. It's not a blog. Yeah. It's not a, of course it don't have frames. It don't go that far back to have to be a framed <laughs> website, but it, it's just a, a cool look you know and it's there's a fun retro community there with people and tony and i go way back and he's one of the good guys in this world especially in the retro world he supports our show he you know he comments on the podcast Mm -hmm. and things and uh yeah people just to get a look back if you're not familiar with the old days of internet go check that out and get a glimpse of just visually what the internet used to look like
1: yeah a fun little tool To mess with too is the Wayback Machine. Have you ever Mm -hmm. done that over there on I think it's Mm archive.org? You pop in a website and you can see what it's looked like (laughs) over several years. I've done that with Rediscover the Eighties a couple times. Just a wow! What was I thinking? (laughs) And or, or just or just how limited it was in just as a blog when I first started out, and to see it
0: visually is crazy. But, oh, and I, I like to go to some of the bigger sites and do that, too, like oh, Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. go see what Amazon looked like in 1996
1: or 1997. <laughs> and, it's a it's pretty fun tool to, to get a glimpse at early Internet days.
0: And that's why we're talking oh. about it, because that's as nostalgic as anything else these days is. It looks like the earliest capture on Amazon on here right now is december twelfth nineteen ninety eight so twenty one years ago wow is the gosh, it's hard to believe it's been that long,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember eBay too, man eBay, I think the first purchase I ever made on eBay was a full set of Moonraker trading cards and stickers, like the full <laughs> <laughs> I, oh we were, man. I got in this like trading card frenzy me and my roommate did. And he was buying like Rocky cards and uh, Indiana Jones. Trying to think of some of the other sets we were trying to collect. And I saw that come up and I was huge into James Bond. And I remember having the Moonraker cards, some of them the, the stickers mainly as a kid like being stuck to my dresser so i went out and bought that whole set that somebody had put on ebay and oh my gosh yes trying to sell something no personal checks cuz you get the check you try to cash it they won't cash it or it's you know there's no no money in their account mm-hmm. and if you had already sent off your stuff you're screwed <laughs> So, yeah, that was just a pain trying to go through that whole process. Weeks of, okay, I got to wait for the check or the money order to show up. And I got to you know, make sure that's cashed in the account. Everything's cool. And then you ship off your stuff. And then, I mean, it was just <laughs> a long, long cycle to do a transaction on eBay. But it was Man. still like the easiest way to sell anything, you know? Yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna put a you know a, something like that in your garage sale and expect somebody to buy it for what you could get on eBay,
0: you know. <laughs> okay, I, I don't want to cut into this, but I clicked on this way back Amazon thing here, mm-hmm. 1998. The top product listed: Motorola Razor V3 phone. Oh man. $349.99 <laughs> for a flip phone. The Razor, yes. 21 years ago. And the <laughs> second thing on here is buy three books, get the fourth free. They were still pushing books real heavy then. <laughs> oh, oh, my shit. goodness. And very few categories. And in their sidebar, you have the Amazon services. Uh, movie Showtimes, Yellow Pages. <laughs> <laughs> maps so they were they had their own online services like that too so holy cow that's fun that's cool